Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to Lost Legends, Tales of Thurn. This is Ben, the DM. The kaboom forces the ship forward into the water. And we just keep firing the cannons until inch by inch we make it west. My name is Theron. My uncle is, was his college roommate. Kalanon, what you use this for is you use this to defeat the dust buddies. I'm Big Boots. I'm your new best friend. They want biscuits? Oh, they want those backdoor biscuits. My name's Magna. You're chained up. That's kinky. You can call us the Dirty Water Boys. You are the Dirty Water Boys? Last time on Lost Legends Tales of Thern, our heroes returned to the Omorukatal Fortress with Dragon Egg in hand, while Nazera, the Oracle, and Theron explored the topmost tower of the fortress. Kalanon, Magna, and Big Boots gave the Goblin Tribe a stern talking to about attacking wayward travelers. Our heroes finally reconnected and set to summoning the demonic salesman to fulfill Bobby's bargain. After a tense exchange, the demon accepted the Dragon Egg, freed Bobby from this contract, and was persuaded to enter into another deal to restore his appearance. With a solid win under their belt, the Dirty Water Boys held a party with the Omorukatal goblins and received mysterious visions from Nazera. Our scene continues as the heroes wake up, hungover, and ready for the next phase of their journey. I want to try something really quick. Alexa, play Sabotage by Beastie Boys. All right, now maybe one person listening just had their Alexa go off. <laughs> why would you play? Why why would you do that to somebody? At least like because everyone needs to listen to Sabotage by Beastie Boys once in a needs while, to Joe. Be sabotaged, Joe. I would. Okay. Have you not heard Sabotage by Beastie Boys, Joe? I heard it, and I. <sighs> To not Joe, hear it would be Beastie Boy. I, I just feel like Joe, we're gonna have a deep talk to. someday about your musical tastes because if you Dude. don't like the Beastie Boys, then like I don't know how we can. Sorry, this they're friendship. like a hard skip. Them, they're Lynn Beastie Disney? Boys are a hard <laughs> skip. What? Oh my god, Joe! Sorry, Joe. Guys. Joe, go listen to Intergalactic right now. It's one of the best hip hop songs song ever. Ever. No, sorry, like. I put them up there with Limp Biscuit. I'm just like, sorry, that's I Joseph don't... McCarthy <laughs> Reynolds, whatever the fuck your name is. I'm hurling couches. To jo- turn... No, Joey, you're muted right now. You're done talking. I muted you on this. No, you're. Oh he my god. Did mute him. Oh my god, Joey with Limp fucking Biscuit. Oh my god. I need a minute to just. Oh my god. Oh, oh my. it's worse than the hangover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, you're unmuted. Are you ready to apologize? <laughs> I'm not apologizing for being right. <laughs> Joey, Joey, you have very shit taste in music. I've... No, I don't. Yes, okay, you do. Listen up. Listen yes, here. You listen do. here, mister. You keep telling me, I'm going to bring you, a, I'm going to show you a playlist of all these songs you should listen to. I have yet to get a fucking pay- playlist. I work 70 hours a week and run three podcasts. I'm sorry, Joseph. Give me the fucking uh, playlist or shut up about my music. 
you fucking listen to like you you fucking uh, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. Oh my god, I am I'm at eleven right now. I am oh, oh. Hey, I'm listening Let's to center. Odd Let's Future center. by Otherworld, okay? Yeah, that's that's a shit band. What do you mean? They did the okay. opening for my hero. Okay. 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 Let's get and in the right the mind frame. Yeah. <laughs> Next time on Lost Legend of Tales of Thurn. <laughs> okay. Roll credits. Ben, how are you? I'm doing doing well. Good. I have to say, I I, I don't really listen to a whole lot of, uh, you know, uh, what yeah, the was it just? Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the comparison to Limp Biscuit, but I don't really listen to a lot of the first band either. How do you? So All right, if I, you don't know the thing, you can't agree to a comparison of something else. No, but I, I understand that that's a bad thing. They're like, wow, he's comparing it to Limp Biscuit. They must be really bad, according to Joey. You know, They're, they literally like, transcended punk and hip hop into one thing. They were the first band to do that ever. They've been going hard since 1982 when they were fucking 16. They literally created a whole genre of music and did great at it. They've won Grammys. They've won VMAs. They've won MTV Music Mu- Video Awards. They are just they're fantastic. And for Joey just to be like, I've listened to one song when I was like 12 and I didn't like it because I like Limp Bizkit more. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> no, I don't like Limp Bizkit at all. Like You love Limp Bizkit. I you like Limp Kid Bizkit. Rock probably. Oh my god. I don't. Sterling, Kid Rock. how are you? Good. I was just thinking of my favorite scene in Star Trek Beyond. Ah, yes. You know the scene I'm talking about. Uh, no. no. Oh, no. wait, no. Oh. I got nothing. God, you both, all, none of you. None Star of you Wars. Star Trek, but Star I'm a Star Wars, Wars fan. I, I like Star Trek, but I have not seen Star Trek Beyond. Isn't it that? Isn't Beyond the one where they the had one with sabotage playing in the trailer? Look who knows? Look who knows what I'm referencing? It's the one guy who doesn't like Beastie Boys. I didn't say I hated them. I just said they're. they're you I compared just them. them to Limp Biscuit, the worst new metal yeah. band since no, new metal said, was new metal. I said, whatever. You're gonna create. You're gonna compare one of the best trio hip hop groups to Limp Biscuit. I just, Alec, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> I like both. <laughs> I like Beastie Boys, and I'm pretty sure there's like maybe two Limp Biscuit songs I can stand. You know, um, I also like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, let's let's start this fucking episode. Good lord, six <laughs> minutes of this. You know, that would be good for, like, for the Patreon. Just, like, a little... <laughs> Just me ranting about the Beastie Boys. <laughs> no, you could stick it at the end of the episode, like... <sighs> like you do with the funny stuff. Alright, we could do intro for real. Uh, no, that's the fucking intro there. That's the intro, just him yelling, yelling at me. Just in the <laughs> middle of you yelling, just play the, th- the theme. <laughs> I fucking should. Just, like, add rock, just... Wah! <laughs> All right. All right, Waluigi. Waluigi. Uh, Waluigi. If you're going to insult me, try to do it right, cowboy. All, All right, right, sorry. Luigi. I have a speech impediment. All right. I'm the one with a real fucking speech impediment here, and I get made fun of all the time. Uh, when have I ever made fun of you? Huh? Not you. Huh? Joey, your energy. Well, I, don't you, like, why, I don't like your energy you? right now. You came over the table. <laughs> you think we're just recording a bonus? I just right said, I just said, opinion, and you went, bitch. Ben, so we're hungover, huh? <laughs> Indeed. 
Yes, you guys are hungover. The thing that wakes you up is the smell of cooking eggs and meat. As you look over and you can see uh, the newly appointed squire, Bobby, is cooking you guys breakfast. The uh, goblins are all kinds of passed out. I mean, they're slumped over on each other. They're face down, face up. One of them's hanging from the chandelier, just like laying there, limp as a biscuit. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) But yeah, so you guys seem to have waken up a little bit ahead of the goblins. You know, the whole place, there's like empty casks of wine. There's like food still in, you know, still kind of over the the embers of the spit. Yeah, Bobby is getting right to it, cooking you guys breakfast for having it ready for when you wake up. Magna, as you wake up, he would come over and present food to you first and be like, my liege. Wait, what do I call you, sir? Are you a liege? Just call me Magna. Nothing special. But I'm your squire. (coughs) Nothing special. Sir Magna. You can just call me Magna. No, shut up there. (laughs) You just call me Magna. It's fine. He says, oh, okay, just Magna. Very good. Um, Here you go. And he just smiles and hands you this plate of steaming hot food. Mm, Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah, potatoes. And he goes over into the kitchen, and he's already got some, like, mashed potatoes heated up. And he goes and dollops, like, a big pile of mashed potatoes on your plate. They're kind of runny, but, like, pretty good for a first try. You're already off to a good start, my boy. Thank you, sir. Uh, What time do we depart? From these, uh, uh, he looks back at Big Boots. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, you know, you've been with us for a while, Bob. We we're kind of, we kind of free ball it, just loosey goosey. Here we go. All right, loosey goosey, you got it. And he starts to kind of stretch out a little bit, like he's trying to be physically loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. He doesn't quite understand the phrase. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, Bobby, for breakfast, I like my sugar with coffee and cream. I'm too sweet to be sour, too nice to be mean. Those are Beastie Boy <laughs> lyrics. Learn it. <laughs> he says, you got it, sir. And he goes over and he's got like a, on a different little bit of embers, he's got like a pot of coffee boiling, you know. <laughs> you don't boil the coffee. Is what do you mean? You boil I got the, the water and pour it over. I got the, the, the seeds or the, the beans the in there. <laughs> And he goes to stir it, and it's almost like coffee soup. <laughs> I hate the coffee soup so much. You're going to be all right, Caledon? Why, why are we hitting it on everybody's, like, little... little... <laughs> We're hitting everyone's nerve right now. <laughs> I'm great. What are you the, this could be a teaching moment, Caledon. You can teach him how to make coffee. you got to really... I, I can't. I can't. I'm so mad. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Magna, your squire is absolutely brutalizing the coffee. This is not going to brighten up my day. This is just going to sour me. Add darkness to the sky. I don't need that in my coffee. Did, I don't need would that you, in my life. W- would you like to assist him? I would love to assist him. All right. You have my permission? Question mark? I wasn't going to ask. I, I assumed that you were you know, saying that to me, asking for permission or whatever. I'm letting, I'm letting you know. A warning? A warning is a sufficient uh, interpretation of what I'm trying to convey. All right, well, just be nice. All right. Yeah, Bobby's there. He uh, stirring around the boiling coffee. You can see the beans kind of floating in there, this black liquid. He says, uh, well, how am I all. doing, sir? Uh, so I fire up Scorching Ray. 
Uh, 20 to hit the pot of boiling boiling coffee. I can't yeah. believe I just said that. All right, cool. Um, I incinerate that. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. I would say it's enough to like, like, uh, kind of scatter the ashes and stuff. Oh, yeah, it yeah, hits yeah, a couple yeah. of goblins Absolutely. and they're like, hey, what's going on here? Kind of waking them up with Folgers in their cup. Max damage in this. I'm angry. Um, and I pull out <laughs> my um, glass Chemex. A, a, a sieve. Well, like cheesecloth. We'll just go with like a cheesecloth. That that's around back then. Um, and so a little little bag of beans. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, well, Poppy, what you do first is you grind the beans like this, and I have a little a handheld grinder where I just like <laughs> a nice and for this type of bean, we we want it to be fine, and then we put that over in this funnel and then we put the cloth down now what this cloth is going to do is going to hold the beans we're going to let the water pass through it and uh it's just going to come down to this bottom of the spot here it's going to be pure coffee it's it's a wonderful thing and you have to pour this boiling hot water not boiling coffee hot water and just over and just circular motions like this <laughs> let it go let it let the water rise up that's called a bloom. Let it start to settle a little bit and then go counter to that just so you can really mix it up. There we go. Saying it's done perfectly. If As he, uh, it should be. Anyways, we've taught the boy how to make coffee. Not coffee soup. Not <laughs> throwing in like soy lattes and like, oh, sorry, soy milk or vanilla beans and three bean soup. No, 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 no. <laughs> coffee good stuff this episode's well, going great <laughs> yeah he uh so the smell of that is gonna wake up nazara she just kind of stretches out and she says can, I, can anyone cast ray of frost <laughs> uh, no <laughs> i can't i don't know that spell actually some some kind of mine? ice spell can i cast protection from poison on her yes that'll get rid of the hangover Perfect. I'll cast protection from poison. Let's see. On all of us. One, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. I was going to hear with a vicious mockery. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll cast protection from poison on all of us. Uh, three of them at second level, one at third level. Perfect. Yeah. So um, that is enough to take away the, the hangover. And she just she just kind of looks. She's like, oh, that's so much better. I was just going to get some ice made for my head. It's been a while since I've... Oh, forget it. And she uh, takes a seat down and starts dishing herself up some food. She says, well, you know, after our talk yesterday, our, our visions, I, I felt compelled to, um, to tell you something. She says, the tower that I lived in, that, that I, I guess I lived in, I don't currently live there, technically speaking. She says that was not historically the only home for the oracles. There were about, you know, every nation back, you know, a couple oracles before me had their own kind of uh, sanctuary, their own home. But many of them have fallen into disrepair, but these homes are built on kind of a magical nexus between our world and the, and the gods. Uh, kind of making the the creation of these visions a little easier. She says, honestly, last night was a little taxing for me. 
And uh, without another way to put it, I I feel that I need to go recharge. Okay. Uh, where's the nearest one? Besides, probably don't want to go to your old one, because it's probably under guard, right? Right, yes. Uh, she says there should be one, if my memory serves. Uh, it's called the Temple of the Nine, and it is just to the northwest as you leave the mountains. Basically, there's a fork in the road. You can either go to the east, where you'd take you go to Brandedalder, or would would have gone to Brandedalder. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the northwest, and that will take you to the uh, Temple of the Nine. Uh, is it still here on Ingle in Indiglis? Is uh at this point you you guys are on the the board like beyond the border. So you guys are outside of Indiglis. Okay. Uh, should be safe then, right? As I, I hope so. Okay. Uh, guys, we want to take a, a quick recharge mission for uh, Nazera here? I mean, I don't know what we have better to do. <clears throat> I'd like to be able to try to swing by someplace to get uh, armor and a, a weapon for Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there'll be little villages and stuff on the way. Or at least, I should say, at least one little village on the way. All right, sounds like a plan, a hamlet. Man. Yes, a hamlet that has a, a blacksmith. Perfect. Yeah. So I guess we'll leave the goblins. Yeah, so uh, pretty much there's... Every nation has taken the uh, taken the time to build, at one point or another, like a temple where the uh, the oracle kind of... She, like, she doesn't stay in one country for long. Historically, it's like she kind of moves around so every nation has a chance to have her in her in their backyard. Her tower is the one that's in best repair. So that's why that's where she was living. Um, but yeah, so it's to the north, out of the mountains, and then westward. What nation is this uh, Is this new tower we're going to at, or temple? This would have been under the jurisdiction of Brandedalder. Oh, Brandedalder is itself a country. Yeah, yeah, so it's like the capital of that region. Oh. Yeah. All right, yeah, we hit it up. Are we going to hit a small town on the way there? Absolutely. Yeah, there's one right as you leave the mountains uh, along the road. What's it called? Uh, it's called Hill Farm. Yeah, just a little farm community. You know, kind of one of those places. It's like like Lake Chad, where Chad means lake, you know? Like, they, they named it after what it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Oracle, she starts to pack up her things. Um, she takes the, uh, the necklace, the uh, pearl necklace with her. She says, now, I'm not sure what kind of trouble we're going to meet on the way. I, I've never been to this Temple of the Nine, actually. I've only ever heard of it from the, the writings of my predecessors, the former oracles and whatnot. So I, I was trained and grew up the whole time in that tower to the south in the Golden Empire. Okay. Uh, wh- why was that? She says, well, the, uh, it was one of those things. Eventually, it just became a little too dangerous, I believe. The towers started falling in. The uh, the nations had stopped repairing them. Uh, it just wasn't a safe place to live. And the Golden Empire decided, you know, two oracles ago that you know I my my people would just live with them because they were willing to have the upkeep. So is it kind of like reincarnation? Like the oracle is just a spirit that moves on from one to the next, depending on. Just to a certain extent, less of a spirit, more of a power. I, I could, they, it was, it's the same power that's been passed on. Um, but I can't see their memory. Sometimes the gods will allow me to see into the past through their eyes, but it's not a natural state. More of a, a gift that they extend. Kind of a retrocognition. So, if you were to die, um, would your powers then go to somebody who is being born at the same moment, or is it somebody that is already existing? 
Uh, someone that the gods deem worthy. Sometimes that is a newborn. Other times it's someone that has the power bestowed onto them. Um, they can always say no. It's it's something that they have to accept. Were you were you born with the power? He says, "Well, I uh, I got it as an infant. I was one of those, and I believe I was too young to to be able to say yes or no. So it was kind of this life was chosen for me, as it were." Neat. All right. Uh, a lot of info there. Uh, so we love to show our face in this new country we're heading to, or is this going to be something we got to keep kind of low again? She says, well, I wouldn't think that showing your face would be a problem, but since you're out of the golden empire at this point, but, uh, I certainly wouldn't go around giving headshots and she just kind of smirks at you. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, my name was said in the capital where it was collapsed. I mean, yes, what's the, we've been to bread. Adulter before, right? Oh, we sure have. Yes, we yes, sure we have. have. No, nothing bad happened, right? N- well, no. I mean, that that depends on if you consider toppling an entire city bad and ruining an entire co- an economy. It was it was the will of the gods. Will of a god. Will of my god. Will of his god. <laughs> I don't I don't see how this could be possibly bad. No, we're good, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. um so, we're going to make our way to the Yellow Brick Road. <coughs> Making our way downtown. Absolutely. So, at this point, as you guys are getting ready, and Bobby is there kind of cleaning the dishes and getting everything put together for this mission, so Blister Snot would come back up to you guys, and uh, he would just kind of ask, he's like, okay, 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 just for clarity's sake, say that someone comes in, and they say that they're innocent, but they have claws. And they are also a demon. Demons, devils, kill immediately on sight. Immediately. Very good. If you now know let's... for a fact it's a demon, if they try to make a deal with you involving your souls, it's a demon, kill on sight. Can we extend the same offer to shoe salesmen? You know what? Yeah, fuck shoe salesmen. They will get no souls out of us. Exactly. <laughs> God, I hope shoe salesmen are not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Some su- some shoe salesman's just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he uh so he you can see he's got a list of like what if scenarios, and that was the very last one on the list. He seems pretty satisfied. He gives you a salute. Uh a finger gun. And he says, Ah yes. And he finger guns back. Hell yeah. This now, will you be requiring anything of us, sir? Uh, there's a, there's a war coming. I need you guys to stay in tip-top shape. Uh, keep learning Firebolt. You guys know Firebolt, right? All of us, yes. Yeah, learn learn some more spells. Like, stab? <laughs> yes, learn that one. Uh, learn Mage Hand, I guess? I don't know, that's a cantrip. You could probably learn that, if you know Firebolt. I say, we'll get right on it, sir. All right. And he, uh, you know, starts speaking goblin, basically barking orders to the men, says, find more cantrips, stat. And they all get right to it and start, like, looking through old books and pulling apart, like, rusty, you know, not rusty, but, like, moldy paper and stuff. And one of them looks up and says, sir, what is a cantrip? And he says, just... some kind of trap. Just keep moving. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to let them just busy work, I guess. <laughs> Excellent. 
Yeah. So uh, they don't really have horses. It'd be a, maybe a two-day walk. We have a flying carpet. Oh, that's I'm, true. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just cast Conjure Animal and Conjure Eight Horses. Well, up to eight, so I'll just go <laughs> Mr. New us. Spell Slots over here flexing <laughs> on all these spells. I'll, yep, I'll just go ahead and conjure some horses for us to ride. Good deal. Yeah, so uh, eight horses appear. Now, are they like, like, how would you describe them? Um, well, it says draft horses, so I couldn't find a good definition of that. So I guess it just depends on what a draft horse is considered, because I can conjure up to eight of them. A draft horse is generally a large, heavy horse suitable for farm labor, so not quite Clydesdale, but, you know, they could carry us. Well, there we have it. Heck yeah. And they're uh, saddled up, ready to go. Um, So about two days pass, and you guys can see, uh, you know, you've walked this road before. Um, You can see the the end of the way here. And kind of as you, you know, leave the fog, like that foggy area, kind of traveling underneath the fog level. Uh, which is floating, kind of a miasma above you. Um, the Oracle, just uh, Nazara, she just seems really taken by the fog. And there's a point where she's on her horse and she just sticks her finger right up in the air and creates like a trail in the fog. And it uh, kind of seems to just like keep going and going and going. And then eventually her arm gets tired and she lowers it. Can I roll insight as to why she keeps doing that? Yeah. Ooh, uh, 21. Well, from what you've known about her and what she's told you, she's pretty sheltered. So this is her first big excursion out and about, you know, and now that they're you guys are out of obvious danger, at least she's pretty stoked and just kind of wants to see all the things and do all the things and experience all the things. OK, so this so fog like a, is like a little kid waving their hand out the car window, just doing it because it's interesting. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, like if you were to take like a founding father and put him in a Prius, they'd have the window down, have their head out the window like, oh my god, this is cool. <laughs> I, I like how no. damaged we are as characters, because like, here's this this woman who's just genuinely enjoying life, and we're like, this seems suspicious as fuck. It does, though. She, keep, she keeps doing it. That's what I was thinking. Like, I saw her do it upstairs, saw her do it here. So I just want to make sure she wasn't doing something weird, like maybe subconsciously and not even knowing what she's doing or something. I don't know. No, she's just having fun. She just thinks it's neat. <clears throat> so eventually she'll invite you to do the same and be like, uh, you know, you kind of see her looking at you and she's like pointing up at the uh, at the fog and being like, hey, hey, let's draw our initials again. How long do you think it'll stay? I mean, do you think the wind will blow it back down or? That, 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 that's a good question. Theron just makes like a big circle and then like. Or, like, makes a little circle and then, like, blows on it to see if it wipes it away. It does. Yeah. She just kind of snaps. She's like, ah, dang. You know? <laughs> just thought it was a little more permanent than that. Um, but, yeah. So, you guys make it out of the fog and make your way down. You can see the crossroads that you've been to before. You see the uh, the sign. Um, the arrow pointing east has kind of been defaced. It would have said branded alder, but it looks like someone tried to scratch it out uh, with, like, a hammer and chisel. Uh, then the one pointing west is uh, Hill's Farm. Yeah, so as you head west, eventually straddling the side of the, the hill here, you see a couple of farming communities. Um, some of the hills are very steep, but you still see people farming them, kind of like the uh, like Central America type farming, you know, where the hill is like a for like a 60 degree angle, and they're still able to plant crops vertically on it. Um, you see that there's a small stream running through the town, kind of out of the mountains, down the town, and then uh, onward. Um, you can see that the road you're on 
takes you directly through the middle of town. And uh, beyond is just a huge, seemingly endless forest. There seem to be maybe 300 people that live here. It's a very small, kind of homegrown farming community type place. Uh, so, the blacksmith in town is named Harold. And uh, you would hear him before you see him. Kind of the clank, 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 clank as he's fashioning armor and swords. Um, as you round the corner, you can see him. He's he's bald. He's got a big red beard. Uh, pretty widely built with like a metal apron on for protection. Big black gloves. And he's got like hands that could palm a beach ball, you know. And he's, you hear the you know, as he puts the sword into the, the flaming sword into the fire or into the, the bucket of water, you know, to cool it off. And he looks and says, oh, hello, strangers. How are you doing today? Doing well. To- I'm, I'm looking to uh, get armor and uh, um, a weapon for my uh, squire. Yes, we have much armor and weapons here. Uh, your squire, how old is he? What size of armor will he require? Um, I'm I'm assuming Bobby's right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, seven? He kind of looks at him at qu- question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so he just, Harold just laughs and he says, Ah, oh, this one is very young to be a squire, no? A little bit, but I say start young. I started around his age. Yes, I, well, it's very good then, very good. As long as he, you, he has you to protect him, eh? To watch out for him, make sure he don't bruise that little boy face. And he goes and kind of, he's got like ash and stuff on his fingers and like dirt. And he goes to like kind of pinch Bobby's cheek and it leaves a smudge. So what, uh, how much are we looking at for armor? As well, we are in the middle of gold shortage. I tell you what, what kind of armor are you looking for? Leather? Plate mail? Something in between? I would say something in between, something that's not too heavy for him. Ah, yes, we will custom fit it, of course. He says, what uh, what kind of armor you have? Heavy armor, chain mail. All right, he says, uh, yes, we get you armor to match. How's that sound, young one? And Bobby's like, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, if you can get it my size. And he says, we can get it anybody's size here. He says, no. And he's, you know, kind of, he's got like a chain mail, like put together like a woman size, you know, is is how he designates it. And he's just kind of taking off some of the rings and, like, making it smaller so it would fit Bobby. Uh, being, like, seven, eight years old, you know. Um, and he goes on to tell you guys how he uh, once made a gag gift for his wife. It was plate mail. But little did she know I used all of our plates to make it. We <laughs> ate in bowls that night. <laughs> and every night. Indeed. Well, she ate in bulls. I ate in the doghouse, if you catch my drift. And he goes and kind of, like, elbow bumps Big Boots playfully. Uh, can Big Boots set up a spot to do a little performance? Sure. I'm a bard and I've never done this before, so let's let's try to make a little scratch. I'm just going to put a little hat, my hat, uh, my cow, cow, cowboy hat, my pirate hat on the ground and just uh, start start playing my kazoo. Excellent. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. Uh, 21 total. All right. So, yeah, a group of about 30 townspeople uh, make their way out as you start playing your kazoo. Yeah, they all seem to be enjoying the tune really well, you know? Is there any particular tune you're playing or just, like, freeballing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, Kenny G, free jazz, playing it up. Good deal. Yeah, the, uh, the blacksmith, even, as he's kind of retrofitting this chain mail, he pauses for a moment, and uh, you can tell... 
Magna, you'd be able to tell he's just kind of getting into the music, and then he starts to kind of work to the tune, you know? So he gets working kind of at a more moderate pace, a little bit faster than he was. And uh, he's, we'll say within about a half hour, he's got this chainmail suit ready to go. All right. And uh, in that time, that the townsfolk are going to clap and just you know applaud. They don't get many traveling performers through here. Just kind of a work all day, sleep all night kind of place when the sun goes down. So they're they're thrilled to have entertainment. Oh, thank you, my people, my 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 adoring fans. Uh, glad you enjoyed the show. It's not a free act if you catch my drift. And I just kind of like <laughs> pick up the hat and kind of shake it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So one person would take a. A little bag out of his pouch, you know, and uh, place it inside the hat and then more kind of pull up. You know, one of them's got like a bag of pole beans that he throws in there. One of them's got like a ear of corn that he throws in there. Another one's got like some peas that he's preserved that he throws in there. Um, as far as gold, like coins go, go ahead and roll a D8. One. So you get one copper piece. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not even writing that yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the That's people a... go out. They're, they're just like, oh, we are very, very sorry. We, uh, with branded order uh, in the ground, we had yeah, massive coin shortage. But they still get all their needs met, you know, with farmers and stuff. It's like they can still eat. It's just when it comes to hard They're currency, self-sustaining. It's like, yeah. Okay. Uh, I also accept magic weapons or magic <laughs> items as uh, as payment also. One of the uh, a little child comes up, probably like six years old, and he's got a stick, and he comes up and he says, "I got a magic weapon for you, sir." <laughs> These children have such deep voices around here. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure, bud. What's <laughs> this? As <laughs> well, sir. And he goes and he holds up the stick. He says, "This is my divining rod." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! I'll take it. Uh, don't you want to know what it does first? Oh, please tell me of, of its abilities and magics. Well, see, it was created by the gods. Oh, which ones? But, uh, all of them. Oh. They, they, they work together, tag team sort. Nice. They really gangbanged it out, huh? I think it was mostly <laughs> the blue one. Oh, that's that's the naughty one. Oh, yes, you don't have to tell me about it. Okay. There's no more cookies left in the godly cookie jar because of that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what does this divine rod do? As well, when you're looking for buried treasure, all you have to do, and the, the stick itself is about the shape of a Y, so you hold on to the two. Uh, is it a dowsing rod? <laughs> basically, yeah. You hold on to the Y, and uh, the, the stick protrudes out, and you go around and you look for buried treasure with it. He says, now, it, as you're hovering over the treasure, the stick will naturally pull itself down uh, to the ground. And you'll know that that's your spot right there. Oh, thank you so much. This is fantastic. You're welcome, sir. And he kind of holds his hand out expectantly. Says, For this divine artifact of the gods, especially the blue one, uh, require three copper pieces. Take it or leave it. Uh, I give him one gold piece and I say, I'll also give you a joke. Yes. What did the farmer say when he couldn't find his mule? What did he say, sir? Where's my mule? Ha! Huh. Yeah, so as you hand him the gold coin, there's an audible gasp from the crowd. No one's seen a gold coin in months. In months, you say, huh? Yeah, between Brenda Elder crashing and, and the, uh, the raiders, you know, that came in and stole their gold, they've kind of had to subsist without money for the last few months. 
I mean, do they have traders and stuff come through? Like, do they have a need for money or like? They can kind of get by without it. You know, it's very much like a, like I'll give you a dozen eggs for one of your chickens, you know, give Mm. me three sheep for a horse and my daughter, you know, in her hand in marriage kind of. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll drop, I'll drop 50, 50 gold pieces to the town. Be like, all right, here you go, guys. Try, try your best. Say, there's another audible gasp. Like 50 gold pieces is just an a unimaginable amount of gold to them. So all the townspeople are kind of quiet and they start murmuring and stuff. The kid takes the 50 gold pieces and uh, puts them in a little satchel. One of the old folks kind of steps forward and says, why would you invite doom upon us? We thought you were a performer, not a destroyer. Oh, I thought I was helping. I take the gold back. Like, all right, sorry, guys. Just as well. The raiders have come and taken all of our gold. And it's, uh, by, by gaining more, we would simply be inviting them back to take it. We appreciate the gesture, stranger. All right. I just, like, rip the money back out of the child's hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Made his uh, day, think... and then you took it away. Hey, blame her. It's the boomer's fault. This gold would quickly become a curse on our society. What if... What What if, instead of giving you the gold, we get rid of the raiders? You, that just you kind of blows Big Boots' minds. <laughs> Why would you do that for us? You're just a band of traveling performers. You owe us nothing. <laughs> uh, because we like to... Uh, well, I, personally... Uh, like to shed light wherever I can, and it seems like you are uh, upon some dark days. So, if we can uh, get rid of the bandits, or raiders, as you call them, um, perhaps then this world is a little bit of a better place for you. As you would do that for us? Uh, yeah. It's not so out of the ordinary for us, I guess. Hooray for the strange performing heroes! And they'll go, hooray! Now the raiders will need someone to go out and tell them that we have more gold so that they come here and, and you can stop them. The number of three, three half-orcs have made their way here time and time again to steal our coinage. Uh, hit me with a, hit me with a, a thaumaturgy. I'll just shout it. Very well. Thaumaturgy! <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> Uh, here, let me just <clears throat> go over here to my uh, what was the which I believe. So I just go over to Big Boots and I just give a little tap tap on the throat. So, so you cast it? I do cast it. Okay. Uh, uh hey, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm making it rain up in this bitch. You get, you get some gold, and 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 you get some gold. You get the point. There's a lot of gold here. Oh fuck yeah! So while Big Boots is like like yelling about gold and stuff, there and just kind of glances down and looks at like the big singe spot on his armor from where Kalanon blasted him, and he's just like. I, I I need to get rid of this. This is not going to work well. So he kind of takes it off and then uh, sees if the blacksmith sells any padded leather or uh, studded leather. Yes. Um, so the blacksmith, you know, his blacksmith shop is kind of right next to this whole scene where this is happening. He uh, offers to give you the padded leather for leather for free if you guys take, you know, make sure the bandits don't come back. You 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 bet. And then Theron gives him like. 
two gold just as like a deposit, just in case. Just to make sure the guy's going to get his money's worth. So you see his eyes widen, and then he just kind of nods and quietly takes it and puts it in two separate pockets so that the coins don't clank against each other and uh, cause a commotion. Thank so, you. you uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Don't let it ever be said that Harold ever turned down a gift from such kind strangers. Uh, so, Big Boots, your voice echoes and echoes throughout. Um, you can hear, like, like birds kind of ruffling their feathers and flying out of the woods. After about an hour, I would need you guys to make a perception check. This would be right near the center of town. Eight. Twenty-one. Um, Sixteen. Twenty-seven. All right, so Big Boots, Theron, and Kalanon, you guys are all able to hear the clippity-clop of horse hooves. Uh, kind of off in the distance in the woods, but get making their way closer. Uh, is it more coconut-like, or is it actual horse hooves? <laughs> sounds like horse hooves. Okay. <laughs> um, Make a Monty Python reference here. <laughs> it's my favorite movie, Joe. I'm gonna no, I wasn't. I, I was not complaining. I was just. I would have. I would. You hate the, Are you gonna compare them to Limp Biscuit too? Tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Oh, I hate you. Just one of those days, Logan. Just one of those. Days. That's a Limp oh. Biscuit song. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So as you guys kind of make your way to the, you know, there's like the main road where the, t- the center of town is at, kind of blacksmith shop, all that in the same neighborhood. You'd be able to see dust kicking up off in the distance as three centaurs ride their way into town. Ooh, centaurs. At least there's not a hundred of them or else they'd be a whole dollar tire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Hey, everyone, get in your homes, lock the doors, don't come out until... Either we're dead or they're dead. Hey, uh, Shit about uh, Harold. To get real. Yes, what do you need, my boy? I, I thought you guys mentioned they were uh, half orcs or half ogre. These sound like uh, centaur. <clears throat> yes, this is a, these are uh, half uh, something. Yes, half something, half something else. Uh, <laughs> yes, half horse. Half orc. I, I I see his confusion. Yes, they are, they are unnatural. The translation. I want to use the jar of alchemy somehow. I'm gonna make some mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Just slick yourself up with mayonnaise, and like they'll never be able to hit you. Yeah, I'm gonna make <laughs> the two gallons of mayonnaise. I'll find something to do with it. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, they got a couple of like water pit, uh, the water buckets. You'd be able to put the mayonnaise in all two gallons of it. Okay, uh, I'm actually gonna set up like there. There's are there like little uh, like farm marker shops? Like, is there like a little stand for selling stuff? Yeah, yeah. We'll say there's a stand for selling like homemade goods. Okay, Canada I'm gonna. Goods. Everyone's out. Every, all the people are hiding. Hopefully, I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna put one of the gallons of mayonnaise on the table, and then the other one underneath the table, and I'm gonna just stand there. <laughs> Okie doke. I don't know what the other guys are going to do, but that's what Big Boots, Big Boots is doing. Yeah, so what, how, would, how would the rest of you be readying for this? You see the centaurs coming off in the distance. You have about a minute before they're on you. Theron's <coughs> going to climb to the top of like the nearest building. Okie dokes, you're on the roof? Yeah. Magnus pretty much kind of going to do what he usually does, front line. He has his shield and hammer at the ready. Um, he's told Bobby to kind of stay back a little bit. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't had the chance to teach him any basics for combat or any 
spells for him to use, so he can't really S- do much. stand here and be a liability. <laughs> Good deal. So you're standing at the ready. We got Theron on a building. We got Big Boots behind a stand, hiding a gallon of mayonnaise. Yeah, uh, cat. <laughs> and displaying another gallon for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's and the old switcheroo. Uh, how would you? How would you respond to this? What's your stance? Ooh, I was just gonna just stand there and smile, but like, hello, welcome to Hill Farm. Where's Nazera? She is gonna be trying to gather all the people into the buildings, just so like you guys have space to do your work. She doesn't want any casualties. Okay. Any civilian casualties? I was gonna stand there, look very innocent and unassuming. Good deal. (laughs) Oh, and mildly rich. Can I? Can I just look mildly rich? Look of course I do. I'm go- I'm like golden up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, so the... You uh, just have like a wad said- of hundreds sticking out of the back of your pocket. Be like, oh, I hope no one steals it from me. <laughs> you do that thing where you have the wad of money, but only the outer one is the hundred, and all the other ones are ones. <laughs> yes. Monopoly <laughs> money. But yeah, so they ride up, and they just kind of woe themselves, you know, as they slow down and come to a hard stop. <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, you can see that all three of them have these long beards. Uh, two of them have a pike, and one the one that's leading the pack has a long bow. They look pretty tough. Uh, scars, they've definitely seen battle before. Um, and they just kind of look around. All three of them have like a buzz cut, like a very close shave with like a pretty long beard. The one at the head of the pack would um, kind of look around and say, You! Who are you? Are you the one with the gold? Uh, Who is he pointing to? Uh, he points at uh, Kalanon. Oh, yep. So you look like the one with the gold. I, I do have lots of gold, actually. So much gold. I almost It almost weighs me down. He <laughs> <laughs> says, really? You, you must give it to us. <laughs> Why? Our reasons are our own. All you need to know is that you'd be doing a great service to your fellow man. Horseman. Uh, I'm an elf? Your fellow, uh, person of various cultural identities and races, of course. Oh, well, I do respect that. The answer is no. Then why is that? Do you wish to see this town burn? The town burn? No. Why, why would it burn? He says, I do not wish to harm the populace. I also do not wish to see this place wiped off the map. Oh, says, so you're, you're going to be introduced- one that will be burning it? Uh, he said, let me introduce myself. My name is Harfi. The one over there is Snarfy. And the one on the, my other side is Pleen. Harfi, Snarfy, and Pleen. And he says, uh, look, the, the matter of fact is that we need your gold. Every, every last bit of it. Um, no. And so you would doom this town to chaos and destruction then, huh? Well, not, not exactly. Not exactly. You um, can stop attacking the town, taking their gold, because really, it's it, we're not the one that's doing it to to destruction and everything like that. It's, you're here. You're a menace. You're a menace to this town. I'm contractually, I'm obligated to say you need to stop doing this. You do not understand the words that you speak. Oh, Surely there is one wiser than you that can see the wisdom of the wise. 
Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, highest wisdom here. Thank you very much. <laughs> I might challenge you on that. 16 over here? 22. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Logan's like, Logan just sits back down. <laughs> but yeah, Snarfy would come over. He's one of the ones with like a spear. He would come over, I guess a pike, technically. He would come over to Big Boots and uh, just kind of come up and be like, what is it you have here? Oh my goodness. I am so glad you asked. What's your name, Traveler? My name is Snarfy. Snarfy Bagarfy the Darfy. What's up? I am Big Boots, and this is the Big Boots House of 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 White Stuff. He uh, <laughs> he reaches back and takes his whip out, starts to unfurl it, and he says, "Tell me how it is you came by my full name, Welp." Oh well, your name tag. I wear no 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 name tag. Okay, Are you so some sort of demon? Uh, no. The juice in this caboose, and I point at the jar of mayo, this gives you sight beyond sight, and wisdom beyond wisdom, and reason beyond reason. It sounds very powerful. Oh my goodness. More than a teaspoon? You'll be up for eight days straight. Learning everything there is to unlock about the universe. Roll deception. That's a natty 20. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, plus everything, that's a total of 27. He says, uh, he takes a moment. He, he's got the whip kind of unfurled, like he was going to whap you for your insolence. But now he's intrigued. He says, I like to stay up very late for many days at a time. Yeah. A man like you, of course, you got you to gotta keep it tweaking, right, brother? Indeed. My horse caboose is uh, tweaking. That caboose is on the loose after this juice. <laughs> he says, now, tell me, what would you accept as payment for your stay-up juice? Well, what do you got on you, brother? All I have is my my pike and this gift from my father. And he holds up the whip. You can see it kind of glowing with a little bit of magical energy. All right. You know what? I'll give you the entire jar here. This is a year's supply. All right. But be careful, you take too much, you will die. So be sure to pace it out for that for that whip of yours there, sir. Or the I pipe, whichever one you prefer, but... As I prefer, this has the appearance of simple mayonnaise. Well, that's... that's Alright, so here's the thing. You won't see its real form until after you have a teaspoon of it. Only a teaspoon, eh? Well, a teaspoon of time keeps you up at eight days. You eat more than that, you might die. How long do I eat until I am up for the rest of my life. You'd want to eat all of it, but pace it over a year. Then you're good, oh, yes. brother. Very good, very good. He says, I... I will trade you. Yes? Your mayonnaise for my miracle whip. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, yes, I will do that. Is very good. Is very lethal when you hit a person critically. And he winks at you. Oh, all right. All right, on three. And I'm going to do like the, 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 like, the weird like thing where I hold it up and like, all right, I'm not going to give you yours until you give me mine. Very good. Yeah, he uh, holds on. He does the same thing. He's got a hand on the pail of mayonnaise. And uh, you got a hand on the whip. And eventually 
You guys let go. You got the whip. He's got the mayonnaise, and he rides back up to Harfy. Oh, oh excuse me, uh, Slargan, whatever your fucking name was, Snarfy. 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 Hey, come back, yes. Snarfy. Snarfy, come back here. Hey. So yes, what can I do for you? I pull the other jar of mayonnaise up. No Texas backsies. I pull the other jar of mayonnaise up. How much for that pike, brother? I will not give my pike. I've given you one weapon already. I need to defend myself from the uh, the Estrari. Okay, but this one? This unlocks 100% of your brain power. <laughs> I will use 100% when I stay awake for eight days. No, no, no. see, the, the staying awake, it's going to hurt your brain after a while, because your brain needs to rest. But if you unlock 100% with this one, good day, you, you're good. Good day. <laughs> the second he turns his back, fireball. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> We're not done <that's>, here. <laughs> you won't take my mayonnaise. <laughs> I mean, he's only ten feet away, so like that would also hit you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that's you, the three centaurs, and Kalanon all in the blast radius. I'm fine with that. <laughs> We're pretty <laughs> reckless with it. I'm so he glad was... you're fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, deck save. What do you got to beat? Uh, dex save 14, I believe. Uh, 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus wisdom? Uh, for Bard, it's charisma. Charisma, okay. Uh, 15. 15. So they beat it, so they'll only take half. Kelly, you wanted to make that save too? I guess I'll make that save also. <laughs> Do I have to make my save against myself? Yeah. Alright. I admit it, I got it. 16 uh, on the die. Yeah, I rolled a 10. Okie doke. Right, so they're taking half, you're taking half, and Kalanon's taking full. It's 8. It's 8, right? 8d6, correct. Oh, Same as Force Lightning in Saga Edition. Saga Edition. 8 plus 4 is 12. Plus Kalanon's like, what the fuck? 22. <laughs> so I'm taking okay. 11. 22 is only nearly half my hit points. You're good. Heart I, I just look at him and say, oh, the mayonnaise, it explode. <laughs> <laughs> so Harfy, Snarfy, and Pleen all take damage as the uh, scorches the ground, kill, you know, eating all the grass. Um, and it spooks them a little bit where they, like, jolt back. Snarfy drops his spear, the bowstring on Harfy's bow, uh, Flashes on fire and his bow twangs, you know? Pleen is there, and uh, they all say, Fine, you'll bring this doom upon yourselves. And they all ride out of town. They ride out of town? Yep. All right. Um, how badly were they injured? Uh, st they're still able to, to haul some, some ass. Okay, cool. Um... What would another fireball do? Uh, depends. As they're, as, they're, as they're riding away. Oh, because do you really want to do that? Because they're dashing away, so that would be 100 feet. Oh, yeah, but do you know the range of fireball? Is it like 300? Mm. I feel like it's a lot. Uh, it's 150. Oh, so half a football field. Yeah. Okie doke. Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll shoot it just ahead of them. Uh, I will get them in the blast, but also, I I know, uh, 
I know you probably didn't come up with it or like think of it, but you had a whip and you had no nene and you had a centaur. It was <sighs> the perfect ingredients to make that reference and you could not. I'm disappointed. <laughs> That would have been perfect, indeed. <laughs> also, for the listener uh, at home, this is the second episode in a row of which the Thundercats phrase, sight beyond sight, where uh, Lion-O will just like go into the sword. Uh, last episode it was used. This episode it was used completely unintentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, maybe it was a little bit more intentional than I thought. All right, 86. Say, so they got a 19 on their save. This time around. Oh, they're going to take half. So they're going to take 16. Oh, no. Bad math. 14 damage. Okay. So it was 28 total. So half of that is 14. Okie doke. Yeah, they're still, they're quite staggered, um, but they're still able to keep just booking it into the forest. Should, should we, should we follow them? Yes. Absolutely. This town doesn't need the destruction. Let's bring the destruction to them. So you guys want to pursue. All right. Now, is this horseback or on foot? On Moxie. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I keep forgetting you guys have that magic carpet. Okie doke. So, uh, you guys pull Moxie out. She unrolls. Uh, She's ready to go. Hasn't been used in a while, so she's pretty jazzed. Um, Just Carpet X Moxia. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you guys uh, pursue in that general direction, um, you'd reach a certain point. You kind of go over a couple of hills and off in the distance, you would see the smoke of campfires coming up through the trees. Campfires. Yes. Uh, about 20, 30 campfires. Hmm. Before we get into the, before we get into the fray, uh, I'm going to hit Callie with a Cure Light Wounds. Excellent. Is that 1d4 or 2? As a level 1. Cure Light Wounds is a d8. Oh, it's a d8. At level 1. Plus your, for you, it'll be plus your Charisma mod. You're getting 6 back, cowboy. Oh, boy. Let me just go ahead and add that to me. Oh, this is so great. Uh, He giveth taketh, he giveth back, too. All right, cool. Uh, while we're on Moxie, I'm just going to put some uh, ointment on me. I have mayonnaise. I don't need your mayonnaise. <laughs> just... <laughs> you don't have any mayonnaise left. It exploded. That's so. true. <laughs> From our vantage point, does it look... Is It's a big camp? Pretty big, yeah. Looks to be... Um, now, granted, you guys are flying above the trees, because there's a pretty thick canopy, you know, so the smoke comes through, but you wouldn't be able to see necessarily the extent of it until until you kind of make your way kind of like peek your head through the canopy downward to, to see kind of what's going on uh, not without a perception check I guess you could you could try that but the DC is a little high perception is one of my highest one yeah, it's going to be a DC 18 for anyone that wants to try I, I, I rolled what? 17 on the die plus uh, 9 so I got a nat 20 on the die plus 6 22 so yeah all right, Magna. What's the word? Are you rolling it, or are you just enjoying the ride? Sorry, I literally spaced out. Not gonna lie. What am I rolling? Uh, so you had the option. You could try and roll perception. No, oh, no, it's a perception check. He missed it. 
<laughs> True to character. <laughs> Big Boots, Theron, Kalanon. You guys are able to kind of see through the trees. You see what looks to be a camp of about 150. Uh, they look, kind of look like mercenaries. Like they don't really have like Golden Empire armor. You know, they don't look like they have the same organized armor. Um, but yeah, they're they're all kind of like there's like a Robin Hood esque camp from the looks of it, where they're like sharp. You know, there's like dummies made of straw that they're practicing at with bows and arrows, having like a little sparring match here, the clang of swords and shields and uh, and axes. Um, and you'd see the three damaged centaurs riding up to kind of, there's like a tree that's fallen over, but the uh, the trunk of it has been hollowed out into a makeshift throne covered in mushrooms. Are they all centaur? Uh, no. No, this would be a mixed bag of races. Okay. So the three centaurs riding their way through camp and uh, kind of limping, you know. They're definitely at like, a, like half strength, you would guess. Um, sitting in the hollowed out tree, you would see... A, uh, a person in full plate mail. Um, he's got his helmet down, large sword strapped to his back, and he's just kind of sitting there with his hands, with his knuckles on his knees, kind of leaning forward, waiting to hear what the message is, what they've brought, what news. So, uh, uh, Big Boots is just going to look at everyone. Uh, bail? Bail? Right? Bail? No. Goblins. Say, so... Uh, the the guy sitting in this like tree stump throne, this carved tree stump throne, you guys would recognize as Garrick, the fucker with the fire sword, the yeah, guy from Branded Alder. Yep, the one that was the uh, the servant of Canvas Ironhoof, and um, basically went to Indiglus to tell on you guys to the uh, to the king. Alec kind of patched things up a little bit though before. We thought he died in the library. Right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he has right? no idea that you guys are here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so he's sitting there. The three centaurs come in, and you know they ride in just about as fast as they can, and they bow in front of him. He raises his hand, and, and they upright themselves. And he says, what news? What news from Hill's Farm? And they're all panting, and they say, we've met resistance, sir. We uh, we thought that there was nothing of value there, but it turns out they have gold. And he says, very well then. Ready the army. We'll go take it from them by force. One of the, uh, so Pleen, the, the centaur that was on the right that didn't have the mayonnaise, he says, but sir, there's nothing really of value there. We, we don't need to attack this place. We just, it, just give us another chance to get the gold. Please, please, then we'll have no reason. They're just... They're trying to survive just like we are. No one could have predicted the fall. And uh, at this point, Garrick is going to kind of coolly stand up, plod his way down, kunk, 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 with his big, heavy metal boots. He uh, draws the flaming sword from off of his back. It lights up, flame down the tip, and he cuts that centaur's head off. Uh, it kills Pleen. So that's a Pleen kill? <laughs> 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 so yeah, he uh, he takes his flaming sword, kind of covered in cauterizing blood, you know, and uh, points it at Harfy and Snarfy, and he says, um, "You have one hour to retrieve the gold from that city, or so help me gods, we will burn it down." 
says they think they have it hard. At least they have a home-cooked meal. After Branda Dolder fell, it fell on us to survive for ourselves. Without Canberra's leadership, this is all that survives, as we will have it. Bail? And, and he sends him off. Goblins. Bail, right, guys? Right? Bail? No. Goblins. <laughs> Why would we bail? Uh, it, it's a hundred to th- four. Goblins. <laughs> I, I still what if we that... challenge their leader? We challenge their leader. Or, and, or, uh, or, or, t- or hear, hear us out. We help them get on their feet. All, let's see, 150 times two, add a couple centaurs. Oh, sh- 330. Well, oh, wait, hold on. One centaur down. 326. Uh, oh, their feet. I was like, what are you counting to have 300? <laughs> their feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I threw in a couple centaurs. And we quite possibly have an ally in the coming war also we saved the town which is kind of like the main thing I, okay do we go just fly down and talk to old old firebutt yeah let's talk to old firebutt all right Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode here with the plugs and the sponsorship. It's me and the Dirty Water Boys 3. And Ben. (laughs) Ben is totally a Dirty Water Boy. He is a Dirty Water Boy. He's Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, so we have a quick sponsor, Anvil.co. You get your D&D miniature customization. You get... Use code LLTOTLLTOT at checkout for 10% off. Uh, yeah, great stuff there. Really cool to have a sponsor. Really happy to have them on board. Want to thank them. And for everyone who uses that code, thank you. It helps us out a little bit too. Uh, another little thing, I want to talk to you guys about this and the listeners at the same time. We're going to do another Q&A soon, I think. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, we did... Nice. We did the first Q&A around episode 14. This is episode 12. So uh, you guys think of some questions as the listeners to send to us. You, the Dirty Water Boys, think of some questions to ask each other. I have one that I've been really wanting to ask, but I managed to keep it under my lid until the Q&A episode. So, yeah, we'll probably do that around episode 14 also. Uh, So, yeah, next time we record. So, yeah, listeners, uh, hit us up on our social medias. Join the Discord to ask the questions. I'll make a post also. Uh, yeah, be sure to uh, ask those questions there. Socials can be found at Lost Legends TOT, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Think about making a TikTok. I don't know what I'd fucking do with it, but if you, in a month or two, if you see a TikTok up, follow that. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, though. Joe, you know anything about TikTok? You're young. You're the youngest one here. No. No. You're a small Am I old the man. youngest? I am the youngest one here. You're the youngest the by youngest like eight years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's more like three, but yeah. Well, for me, it's like 24. But I uh, also want to thank the Make Fun Network for having us on. You can find the Make Fun Network on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash makefunnetwork, or search makefun.network. You can join the Facebook group there. It's a bunch of fun. Also, check out the other shows on the network, including my show, Sleep with the Light On, and uh, the flagship show, Top 5 of Death, which I'm on probably once or twice a month. 
and this rules this sucks in Cyclocomica. Also, my Godzilla podcast is out. Godzilla destroy all podcasts. Uh, it's just a history and trivia show about Godzilla and all the monsters in Godzilla. Uh, trying to, you know, for new lovers of Godzilla, come check it out. Uh, it's just there to kind of teach you about all the world of Godzilla. Sterling, tell us about that sweet, sweet stream, sir. Oh, that sweet, sweet stream. That sweet soda stream. Because I'm thinking about making some Nuka Cola, like after Ooh. we're done recording today. So uh, by they hear that, the, by the time they hear this, the, that stream uh, will have been long past. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, anyways, Twitch.tv uh, slash Chaotic Good Mage. Uh, I play video games, uh, RPGs, um, and then uh, on the weekends uh, I go through nerdy cookbooks. So Fallout. Elder Scrolls, Overwatch, the Heroes Feast, the D and D cookbook. Uh, so yeah, uh, I do all sorts of fun things there, and you know, just sometimes just hang out. I've got a pretty good, I actually got a really nice community, and it's, it's really really fun. So yeah, stop on over. Awesome. That is a, that is a really cool thing. Yeah, uh, Ben, tell us about your stuff you're plugging, sir. All right. So I am a uh, an eighth grade history teacher. And so I've created a blog a couple of years ago, kind of just sharing a lot of different things. So there's a few uh, recipes on there. There's a few, um, you know, just like from teaching and like things I've observed and realized and kind of reflected on from the last six years. Um, I've got D&D advice, uh, kind of an ongoing narrative of my my Tuesday campaign that I play with some people around the Quad Cities. Um, just kind of a variety of stuff, as well as some some dad jokes. Uh Hit so, us yeah, with a dad joke. My dad joke? So, um, do you know when a drummer comes out of retirement, there are repercussions? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so so first off, I guess just wrapping up the blog. So the blog link is beardythedungeonmaster.wordpress.com. And uh, so a couple of things. I uh, So I participated in NaNoWriMo, which is the National Novel Writer Month back in November. And so... My, my blog kind of took a back seat because I'm currently working on writing a book. Um, it's going to be a collection of short horror stories. Um, and I'm, I'm making some really good progress with that. Right now I'm at about 74,000 words. Which I want to bump that up a little bit more. Make it more novel length. But that'll be an ongoing thing that I'm sure you'll hear about, uh, listeners. So I also got accepted to be a dungeon master for the Stage Mountain Camping Event. Um, so it's an outdoor game convention. There are 12 Dungeon Masters, myself being one of them. And uh, we'll just run some games and camp overnight, and cook on the fire and tell jokes and fart and do all that kind of stuff. All kind of outdoorsy, awesome stuff. Uh, it's going to be really great. Um, there's a Sage Mountain Camping Facebook page where you can check out the details, as well as finding how to get a ticket. Um, because there, you do need to purchase a ticket to attend this uh, essentially outdoors gaming convention. Awesome. Uh, all right. Also, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash lost sleep. You get bonus episodes, Discord benefits, all that cool stuff, uh, and shout outs and stickers. So, this shout out, uh, newest Patreon subscriber, Caitlin Evers. Thank you so much. That is uh, someone here's sister in law, as that's he smiles at me. That's mine. That's your sister-in-law. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Uh, again, patreon.com slash lost sleep to get all the, the bonuses and stuff you get. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, oh, fuck, I keep forgetting. Uh, I was on an episode of Mission Spooky. Please check out Mission Spooky. That that episode had already come out by the time this airs. Uh, so check them out. I did a D, I was actually a DM to an encounter. 
uh, for Cord versus Cryptid. Uh, Cord, their one of their co-hosts, fought a Cryptid, and I DM'd it. A lot of fun. I think they're gonna get Ben on there uh, real soon too. And like, yeah, one of these days. Yeah. So, and then I'll be on there again to do another one. Also, uh, they're gonna keep that going. So I was gonna say, Kiki and I need a, a hookup because I think uh, she wanted to do. She was interested in like a, the Marvel cookbook. She actually like put, pointed me in that direction, and I need to get into that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. We'll have to talk about getting you on their show and everything. And hopefully, uh, eventually you'll hear Kiki on this show. We have a plan for Kiki or Ben has a plan for Kiki, uh, the main host for mission spooky. Uh, also I was on, uh, uh, fuck, uh, I was on Paranormal Burrito, uh, and then he also did another show called, uh, That's Not Fair. It was a game show podcast. Hopefully it's out by the time this airs, uh, where I was on a game show and just the, it was kind of like whose lines in any way. Uh, we just made shit up and asked questions. It was a lot of fun. So check that out also. But until next time, guys, stay sexy. All right. So Moxie begins to slowly lower through the canopy of the trees. Um, it's enough to displace some birds and cause a few sticks to fall to the ground, a few branches, uh, which sets the whole camp on high alert. You see no less than 80 people come out of their tents and out of their little bungalows with uh, spears drawn, ready to throw, and bows and arrows ready to throw. The uh, centaurs have not yet made it out of the camp, so they would see you guys lowering down very slowly like an elevator, and they would turn back around to try and intercept you. So you are lowered right at the foot of the, you know, hollowed out tree throne where Garrick is standing there at the base. And uh, he just starts to laugh. He's still got his flame sword drawn. And he says, oh, well, look what the cat has drug in. How wonderful. I have not seen you boys in many years. What is it? The filthy water boys? The dirty water clan? Many the, years? Where have you been? <laughs> well, it seems like many years at least. I, You lose track of time in this place. Am I right? And all 80 men go, sir, yes, sir, in unison. Oh, and we're called the Beastie Boys now, by the way. Ah, yes, your I'm visage out. is very beastly, of course. <laughs> now, what are you doing in my woods? We're just trying to survive after you and your lot destroyed our home. Garrick, it, we didn't destroy it. Cheeto Dust did it. But that's neither here nor there. How are you? You look ominous, as always. As well, ominous is a state of being. He says, I have been better. With this gold shortage, we've had to resort to common thievery. My men, they used to be miners. They used to work pickaxes and, you know, they wouldn't see the light of day for days on end. Now we feed ourselves, we work for ourselves, and um, we gather more and more folks into our coalition. Mm -hmm. And how's that working out for you? That's just more mouths to feed. Indeed, but also more work to get done. But if you have to be getting the work done, and just by that brief cutscene that we were able to listen in on, uh, that doesn't seem to be happening. What's What areas of weaknesses uh, your tribe have? Like I would tell you what our weaknesses are. Go tell the snake how to, uh, you know, you go tell the snake to... How to uh, make the vet the antivenom. I'm not uh, very good with words, Kalanon. Uh, you know this. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's just like... Uh, anyway, uh, Libras, lead me. Uh, what if... What, what can we do to help you? Otherwise, we're just going to have to resort to some sort of 
bloodbath and we you and i we both don't need that we don't need you attacking the town and you guys need help am i I correct i says here's the long and short of it my men are hungry my men are starving in fact and they have trust they put their faith in me to lead them through this crisis after you and your friends directly or indirectly destroyed all of our homes he says now if we need to raid a few towns to get some coin so that we can pay for things like medicine and rations and coffee beans then so be it these people are surviving anyway what do they need the gold for i mean what are they going to use it on don't they just trade goats and chickens anyway that was a very pointed reference to the first part of this episode i'm (laughs) not letting that one go (laughs) uh so how many how much food do you guys need just to get your your bellies fed right about now as well it varies day by day i've gathered Um, enough men here but we need to stay mobile in order to not overhunt or overfish and then we run out of food entirely on any given day, it'd probably a hundred gold pieces worth of food. Since the collapse, that is, uh, you know, gold stretches a lot further than it used to. It's much mm-hmm. more hard to come by. In any given day, as well, I'd I'd wager seventy-five gold for medicine, medical supplies, antidotes, and venoms. Out of character, I have an idea. If you still think you have a hold on this, go for it. I'll I'll keep my mouth shut, but. Well, I here's what I can do. I can feed your army for today. See, if they're starving right now, we can do that. But we can also work on a better system because this one isn't working. Your inefficiency is just not there. So it's a better uh, system. Uh, Explain. Yeah, a better system. Well, you're working independently, right? Indeed. All right. And you're unable to su- sustain that. So you either have to close it down, which is not something that you want to do because you just have like what 150 people who are just off on their own so you guys are suffering together you guys need to grow together instead of suffer so let's get you uh, into a a line of work that isn't the golden army this is what did uh role persuasion all right it's a 19 Oh, still pretty good. That's yeah, still pretty good. 25. He, uh, so at this point, Moxie would have lowered to the ground and he, they still got like 80 people's worth of arrows and throwing spears trained on you, you know, in case there's any funny business. Uh, with a 25, Garrick would just kind of look around his, his soldiers, you know, it's kind of makeshift mercenary army here, raise his hand and then lower it and they all lower their weapons. And he says, uh, you have piqued my curiosity. Tell me. What uh, what other line of work did you have in mind now that the mines are closed? Hmm. So, just given the last time that we checked in with the princess, what was their operation? Say it again. What, what uh, was Princess uh, Eldora? So, she was actually running a counter-resistance? Of yep, sorts? within the city. Within Inglis. Yep. Within, yeah. Uh, but that was clandestine, correct? Uh... I'm not exactly sure what clandestine means off the top of my head. In secret. It wasn't uh, out yes. in the open. Right, yep. 
Right. Is there any open resistance to the Golden Army as they're trying to go throughout expanding their uh, borders? So at this point, they haven't formally marched yet. It's like they're waiting on something. Uh, yeah, yeah, the soldiers yeah. are marshalling. You've got, you know, four, five, like probably by now, four or five hundred thousand troops that have gathered around the city. Uh, pretty, like, probably one of the biggest armies in the continent, you know mustering together just a complete military draft muster. Um, and they're, they're waiting. But uh, so right now, then um, smaller resistance groups are kind of forming. You've heard through the grapevine. There are actually other nations that were uh, working uh, against the golden army. Right. They're also mustering their troops, getting ready for, to intercept the imminent attack. He says, you know, he wouldn't want to, join some kind of net some larger army and just become another mindless toad or another gear in the system they would want to remain retain some kind of autonomy in autonomy? all this all right cool um yeah because they're pretty much all that remains of branded alder they're not just going to give up that part of their culture oh no um so what is the uh um uh, political state of branded alder destroyed in ruins <laughs> yeah uh, it's got to be something this is pretty much it these are the survivors that haven't melded with others that haven't moved out the, the these 150 200 ish guys are all that remains of branded alder that stayed after the collapse mm. and so you know with canvas iron hoof being the the biggest um essentially gangster of the place and her being dead, it kind of fell to Garrick then to assume this role of leadership. I think the first thing that I want to do right now is I would like to feed the army. All right. So I am going to use well, my third level spells uh, to create food and water. So I'm going to just go to where they have like their barrels and stuff like that, where their food used to be. And fill it with uh, one casting is 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water. So let's go ahead and I used my fireball. So, oh, can I cast this? At a, I cannot cast this at a high level. All right. So I create 90 pounds of food and 60 gallons of water good deal now normally the way they've been rationing it is that everyone gets a gallon of water and or up to a gallon of water and then a pound of food per day but doing like half rations especially because like the dwarves and the uh you know gnomes that are in the group here um they wouldn't require as much food that would be enough to feed everybody um so they're all pretty satisfied at this point garrick is going to kind of let his guard down he uh Kind of kills the flame on his sword, stows it back in his stows it back in his sheath on his back, and uh, feels a lot better about bargaining with you guys. He knows you guys are here to help. You know, you're not here to just destroy what's left of Branded Alder. All right. Um, yeah, Logan. What was what, what ideas in the back of your crawl? <laughs> Yours is much better so far. <laughs> I was just going to try to incite another communist revolt against G Garth Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at yourselves. I'm a. You're in squalor because of this man. He let it fall. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm gonna go ahead and cast Goodberry. Um uh four times. Uh it makes ten berries, so forty berries, and those can nourish forty more men for an entire day. Perfect. Yeah, between those uh those castings you guys feed the entire army. And they are much much more favorable towards you. Like there's no one drawing their weapons at you, there's no one pointing spears at you. Like they uh You've you're speaking their language, so to speak, which is not. And Garrick said, "How how much gold did he need it per day? Uh, about a hundred for the food. That's not per day. That's just to buy what they would need for a while. Uh, they they would need to buy a hundred gold worth of food, and then mm-hmm. seventy five gold to buy the medicine that they would need. That would probably last about the next six months. Okay, cool. Um, so after I finish creating uh, everything like that, um. I'm going to give Garrick my coin pouch. Okie doke. How much is in it? 930. Damn. I haven't spent anything. Like in this this entire campaign. (laughs) Okie doke. He, uh... (laughs) So he opens it. And he starts kind of rifling through the coins, and you see his. Well, he doesn't. He uh, for the first time he puts his mask up, and uh, you see his jaw just drop. He's got kind of a. So you can see he's kind of balding a little bit on top. He's got kind of like <laughs> reddish brown hair. He's got a reddish beard, kind of pale. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, are you laughing at the you know who, balding on top? I know who it is, and I'm just dying. Yeah, oh. if you know who I'm describing, it's our friend Patrick Martin. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's canon now. Patrick's in our ga- in our in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so he raises the mask and um, rifles through it. He says, "There's no way you're just giving all of this to us." What's the catch? There's no catch. Your sword. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold up, Callie. If I'm going to do a little sidebar with Kalanon, we can pay them to be our army. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. Well, you said there's no catch. That's the catch. Oh, you want the bigger. Okay, that's fine. Well, uh, we can just like not force it upon them. It's not forced if you're paying them 930 gold. That's true. Not to mention, once we usurp the current king, we are in good with the would-be queen, new ally, help rebuild Brandon Alder. I, I see what you're doing. All right. All right. Uh, so, minor catch. Uh, we need some help later on down the line. Could you help us? He uh, turns to his men and he says, this decision is not mine to make alone. I stand at the head of this coalition of wronged and of the uh, the deserted. I'll leave it up to them. And he takes out his sword and draws a line in the mud. And he says, if you are willing to answer the call when the dirty water boys ask it Beastie in boys. the coming fight. <laughs> he says, stand with me. Uh, he says, stand with me then on this side of the, of the dirt. If you are unwilling, stand on that side of the dirt. And he leaves it up to his men. 
Um, so for a while, there's just kind of a pause as everyone's looking around to see what's going to happen. Is anyone going to join you guys or pledge fealty, so to speak? Um, eventually, one person does. He's a, a gnome, kind of hobbles his way over. <laughs> and uh, then a group of halflings. There's four halflings that make their way across. And then a large, burly half-orc makes his way across. And eventually, you know, by the time it's settled, um, every every single one of them is on on the side of the line where they're going to support you guys when you ask for it. That being said, they're not going to like trail you around or anything. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But no. they're a, an army that you can call on when the poop hits the fan. Theron's you know, you're helping them and... in their time of need, and the way they see it, they owe you one. And all it costed was Plain's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Revivify wouldn't help Plain uh, because it doesn't uh, reattach his head. Reta- reattach his head. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I looked into that as soon as I as soon as it happens. Like, can I save Plain? Uh huh. Uh huh. No. Cast mending. <laughs> well, you know what they say: the best kind of mancer, or the best kind of romancer, is a necromancer. Well, wow. it was full neck short on this one. Yeah, nothing like beating oh. a dead horse. <laughs> so Theron's going to go ahead and like probably on a nearby tree or in a nearby like not dirt area, but where there might be grass kind of burn the Omorukatal symbol into the grass. Basically just whatever he can do to get the Omorukatal symbol placed here. So, you know, quick access to the army and vice versa. Sure. Yeah, kind of like uh, giving them a fast travel point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they would actually, so Garrick would go one one step further and uh, say, you know, mention how, according to the, the two centaurs, uh, Harfi and Snarfi, you guys seem to be in pretty well with the town of Hills Farm. And that, yeah, you know, this 900 gold is going to buy a lot of food and medicine, but eventually it's going to run out. And then what do we do? Go back to looting, you know, because that's how they get it. And so he's going to ask you guys as a favor to put in a good word for the town of Hills Farm and see if they could use any defense, anyone on their team to help fight against actual invaders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we oh, got yeah. you, dude. Yeah, we could do that. I'm sure, I'm sure they'd be perfectly fine with it. Yeah, because right now they're producing way more food than they need, you know? So it'd be kind of a, we need food, you have food, we, we have protection, you need protection, quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> Type of thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's never gone wrong. Someone paying for protection against a mob. <laughs> yeah, at least they're not paying money for protection. So Theron's going to like take out the ring and walk over to one of the dwarves and just be like, Do you recognize this? So the dwarf kind of looks at the ring and he looks at you kind of odd and he says, Where on earth did you get that? Where in Thern did you get that? That can't be real, can it? And he kind of grabs your hand, and he's not taking the ring off, but he's just, like, holding it right up close to his eyes, trying to examine it. You see him come over and, like, sniff your hand, then lick the ring, and be like, Yep, yep, that's authentic. Yep. Where did you find such a priceless artifact? Does does the name Altunia mean anything to you? It's, oh, yes. Yes, Antunia. Oh, I've read the old poems. Sad, sad poems. It's a, a tale older than... Well, older than me, at least. You go on to tell you the tale of Antunia, who um, was a, a dwarven queen, fell madly in love with the, you know, her and the king are madly in love, and uh, she ends up getting bitten by a werewolf. And so the uh, the king basically has to lock her away 
in the top tower, you know, and have a window that is essentially moon repellent so that she doesn't turn, but she can never come out because she'd be too much of a danger, you know, because if she bites someone, even not in werewolf form, then they get the, the virus, you know? So then he, they have to keep the queen locked away and they, they spend the rest of their lives writing love letters to each other and sliding it underneath the door. here ben well an hour and 40 uh you want to do a wrap-up sentence or anything you got anything in mind uh and he shouted through the air as he whisked out of sight merry christmas to all and to all a good night (laughs) okay i'll find somewhere else to cut the edit i guess you said there was dwarves right